Blog Talk Radio. Hi, everybody. This is Ann Ortley, uh, not calling from the bright red desk today, but calling from my bedroom in Sedona, where I'm out here at an OPA board meeting. Uh, this is the weekly weather report for January 13th, 2019. I know it's a little late yesterday. We have a time zone change, and we're out here on a board meeting, so my time is not my own. And yesterday, between the time zone and the people and it just didn't get done, and when I went to bed last night around 1.30 my time here, which was 3.30 your time there, I thought, you know, I just can't stay up till 2 doing the, I have to go to bed. So I'm up bright and early this morning with a fresh night of sleep under my belt, and I'm on the cell phone, so hopefully the reception is good and not crappy. <clears throat> I do have more bars here than I do when I'm visiting my dad in Florida, so hopefully it works. And uh, we're going to talk this week about the eclipses, because there's a big eclipse coming. We're also in eclipse season. So a lot of times when we have an eclipse, there's an eclipse next week. It's a full moon eclipse. You can see the sky right now. The moon's a quarter moon. Beautiful stars out here in Sedona. We were sitting last night in the living room, and the, the quarter moon rose over the, over this one of those things, ceiling lights, you know, the holes in the ceilings, skylights, skylights. Um, and I'm like, there's a moon in the skylight. How cool is that? So anyway, what we do here on the uh, weekly weather is we talk about the week ahead and what to do with it. And this week, because the eclipses are here, I wanted to give a little bit on eclipses. Okay, when eclipse, What eclipses do is um, all year long the sun and the moon work. Right? And it's kind of like same time last year, if you remember that show. Only it's same time next next year. Well, actually just delayed a little bit. Uh, so what happens is twice a year the um, the sun and the moon meet up near the nodes of fate within 15 degrees of the nodes. Now the nodes of fate are mad at the sun and the moon. They try and eat them up, which is why one of them goes away. One of the lights goes away. And it's called the dragon's tail, which is the south node, or the, the, the dragon's head, which is the north node. It's called, it's called Rahu and Ketu, Rahu for head, Ketu for tail. So anyway, in the mythology, uh, they tried to trick the dragon, and he realized he was carrying a potion of immortality, and he decided to drink it. And as he drank it, they cut him in half. So he's pretty mad at the sun and the moon for getting cut in half. So he wanders the sky looking for when they're going to meet up. And they meet up every day and leave a little love note for each other when they go across stuff. And then, of course, we know once a month they meet up in secret someplace. But twice a year they meet up near the nodes of fate, near the dragons. And the dragons can smell them. And they go, ooh, time to go eat those sun and moon. So what happens this week, this week is a full moon eclipse, which means the moon gets eaten up. You really want to watch it. It's going to be visible here in the United States. Uh, and get your little butt out the door. It's a big, bright red moon. It's absolutely gorgeous if you've never seen one. And it's definitely worth, you know, staying up for and, and uh, doing. But what also happens when eclipses happen is the lights, because they're trying to escape the dragons, they di- they disappear. Things disappear into the nodes of fate. So a lot of times people leave us. We end relationships. We start relationships. People come in on our eclipses. And we go, oh, my goodness, oh, my God, you're the one, you're the person for me. Uh, fated encounters, F-A-T-E-D. 
And they can happen any time during eclipse season. So eclipse season started a week ago when we had the new moon. Uh, and now we're going to the full moon next week on the weekend. And then the two weeks after. Okay. Now last summer we had three eclipses. So we had a longer, we had an eight-week uh, eclipse season. This year our eclipse season is only six. But this eclipse that's going to happen next week uh, at the end of this week is in um, on the world is at it's zero degrees of Leo and Aquarius. So it takes us because it's a full moon. Remember, it takes us back 20 months to July of uh, 2017, July 22nd of 2017, and then back 10 months to April 22 of last year. So the story from those two times is up for culmination if you're working on bigger projects or you're working on a longer-term thing. And because the sun was on the eclipse when in the 2017, remember that was that big eclipse all country everybody got all excited about? Uh, the early one. It wasn't the big one at the end of the month. But uh, my uncle and my aunt and uncle had their anniversary party that weekend. You know, so it, it's a um, it's an eclipse that brings up emotional things. So, you know, it was very sentimental for me in terms of family. And then, of course, on this eclipse, my sister uh, is planning on coming back from Germany. So we're going to, you know, meet, have a birthday party. My dad's turning 90. We're going to have a birthday party. And I know one more bad weekly weather, but it, actually it's in the middle of the week. So won't be a bad weekly weather that week. Um, so, I, you know, we're, we're planning that, right? Um, those celebrations where the family gathers. So we all gathered for my aunt and uncle. We'll be gathering for to celebrate their anniversary. We're going to be gathering for my dad's birthday. Uh, and so that was planned this week. And so it was kind of, when was the last time I, oh, that was then. You know, and it's kind of like, you know, he's old, so you do invite a lot of people. No, probably not. So what the eclipses do is they bring up stories and they bring to light stories, and they help you work out with things. And because it's a full moon, they help you see it, but also because the moon gets eaten up by the sun, by the earth passing in front of the sun, it helps you, emo it tends to be really emotional, and it tends to give you deep, deep feelings about things kind of coming from deep within. You know, they kind of come up and... So eclipses tend to be emotional times. It also is a time when everybody has a cold because what they're doing is they're releasing, they're discharging, they're letting go of things. And, of course, uh, you know, your nose runs and you kind of feel crappy and you go to bed and you dream and you have really interesting experiences. Eclipses tend to be heightened emotional times. Think back 19 years ago because 19 years ago the eclipse was at the same place. So think back 19 years, end of end of January, think back 19 years before that if you're old enough, and 19 years before that. And that gives you the theme also because usually they have a theme across time and space. So it's an interesting time this week and it's going to be a little bit heightened emotionally. We have some tough aspects in the sky. Uh, obviously the government remains shut. Um, it does look like there's a possible movement on that when Mercury and Pluto meet up which is on the 18th, so we'll see if something happens then, if there's a bit of a breakthrough. And on the 13th, everybody digs in a little, you know, because Mercury-Saturn. Um, so we'll see what happens. 
uh, with that. And we also have uh, good energies around the 20th for a shift in terms of money or value or, you know, a possible journey out of it. And for all of us, um, this is a week where we're being asked to look at things in a deeper way. The planets are in configurations that invite us to go a little deeper, right? And when the story surfaces for you, because it will, the story surfaces go, okay, I'm triggered this way emotionally. And then look at historical, remember? Because that old AA saying, if it's hysterical, it's historical. This can be historical emotional reactions or bigger than what you would think would be normal to a situation, but the person's emotional, and so you kind of watch, and you go, okay, I see you're emotionally reacting. I get it. And hmm, is there something else going on underneath there? <laughs> and with yourself, too. Take extra time. Eclipses bring up things where you really need to sit down and process, and you need to think about it. Now, this week, this weekend that we just finished, and today, this morning, the moon is in Aries. And so the moon in Aries is very fast and speedy and goes kind of wild and quick. And it's got a closing aspect of the conjunction. Over the weekend, uh, we were having a board meeting here in Sedona, and we were getting into a little contention. And one of the one of the members pointed out, you know, we're only four minutes away from the moon joins Mars. <laughs> and everybody went, oh, we all took a deep breath and kind of went, yeah, yeah, moon square Mars, right? Um so today, on the uh, the 14th, the moon is goes void today at 10.56 a.m., and it goes into Taurus at 1.31. So the going void finishes up the weekend, which, which should have been pretty fast moving for most people, and they're very pointed. I mean, you saw things, you said things, you felt things. When it goes into Taurus, it's in Taurus Monday afternoon. These are East Coast times. Even though I'm here in Sedona, Monday afternoon, all day Tuesday the 15th, and Wednesday until 1:34, <clears throat> and the moon goes void with the trine to the sun. So the moon in the moon in Taurus trines the sun in Cappy, and they they're very positive and creative, and they get things accomplished. And then uh, the moon is void most of the day on the 16th, and it goes into Gemini at 8 p.m. on the 16th, and it'll be there. Uh, the evening of the 16th, all day the 17th, the 18th until 8.30 p.m. And it goes void with a um, square to Uranus. Okay, I'm sorry, with a sextile to Uranus. Moon in Gemini, right before it goes square, the sun squares Uranus. But the moon goes void with a sextile to Uranus, meaning opportunities, different ways to do things, maybe try this, maybe try that, give it a different spin, give it a different perspective. <clears throat> so that Gemini moon at the end of the week. Then the moon is void 8.32 p.m. until 10.44 p.m. on Friday night, the 18th. And that goes into Cancer. And it's in Cancer the 18th, the 19th, the 20th, going void at 8.50 p.m. with a square to Uranus. There's my square to Uranus. So next weekend, all the stuff that you're emotionally processing will have a little bit of an emotional rupture on the 18th, 19th, and 20th. And then it goes into Leo at 10.54 p.m. next Sunday night, the 20th. And that's the same day that the, um, the sun goes into Aquarius. So right behind there, there's that full moon on the 21st, the full moon lunar eclipse at uh, 12.16 a.m. 
um, early Monday morning, late Sunday night, right? So you go out and watch that before you go to bed Sunday. Go out and watch that full moon. So it's midnight in the East Coast, but it'll be earlier for you folks uh, further across the country. And it should be absolutely gorgeous. It's also a super moon, meaning the tides will be very high because they're, they're, the lunations are occurring near the nodes of fate. So the, the tides of the ocean will be very high. And you know that means the tides in your body will be very high. So you'll be really feeling this one, okay? And it's in the sign of Aquarius Leo. It's a full moon separating energy, right? And also with a um, just coming off that moon, you're in a square a lot of energy around, do I want to continue doing this? Is this something I'm interested in? Uh, where am I in this story, right? So our job with this energy is to give ourselves permission, right, to uh, to work with it, to feel it, to understand it, and to understand we're being asked to look at things. And because it's a super full moon, um, we may be super emotional, Okay, or people around us may be super emotional. Remember, you have the benefit of understanding astrology, but not everybody in your in the world does. And secondly, this is the week when all your friends call and go, "Is there is there something going on upstairs, up in the sky?" Because man, everybody's so emotional. And of course, it's because it's um, uh, because the North Node is in Leo and or in Cancer right now. This is the last of the Leo eclipses. It's been a year and a half in Leo from May of 17 on. So this was the new moon that began in May of, right in, in, in Leo time of 17, that said to you, so why are you here? What are you doing? Are you happy? Do you like your plan? Do you like your life? Fix it, fix it. So now as of November, we're supposed to grow it, grow it. So this is our last opportunity to look at things and go, that's not helping me grow my new life. I probably need to separate from it. Or I probably need to look at it in a new way or try and figure it out in a new way, right? Um, and that's the goal of that full moon. So just kind of honor the deep emotions that will be swirling this week because they will be pretty strong. And, of course, as you know, I flew here the other day, I thanked the TSA people for working. And then I was out here and I was reading my cell phone, you know, amazing technology these days, reading my New York Times on my cell phone, and, you know, it was talking about all the other people, the contractors and the people who work off the, so, the side of the government, you know. So hold those folks in our thoughts and prayers. I know many people, uh, the economy is not great. We work in the public, the, private, the public sector, which is working for the government. You don't make a lot of money, but you trade that off for security. And this is the government. This is the Pluto and Capricorn saying nothing is secure. You might think that's a secure job, but nothing is secure. And so as we uh, move forward and hope our leaders figure this out so we can start up the government and pay the people who are working so hard, I made sure to thank the TSA agents. <laughs> and I, I really hate those screening machines. I just I always feel like this is like training us for some nefarious purpose. I mean, I get that, you know, people blow up planes and shit, but... And I was like, really? Do we all have to be treated like we have to go through metal detectors? Um, but I thanked them. I said, thank you for working. I appreciate you, your service, your service to our country. And I think we all need to be conscious of, um, I need to be a little more conscious of that energy, uh, of what, you know, what people do for us that we maybe aren't seeing. Because, again, this week is emotional. 
Now, the day of the week that looks particularly the most fraught, if we're going to go for fraught, fraught day looks like uh, the 18th Um, and the 20th, but the 20th is mad about the 18th, right? So they're kind of related. And then the easy-peasy days, the ones where you go, oh, that was fun, man, I had a good time. Uh, that's going to be today and tomorrow. You know, those are the, But the week does have good positive closing aspects. And, of course, with the Gemini moon, remember there's an opportunity to renegotiate everything. All the planets are moving forward. Everybody's in good shape for the most part. They like the signs they're in. They're reasonably happy. They're content. So you may find you're running a little extra busy relative to other weeks. And do remember that everybody else is having an eclipse. And eclipses bring sudden faded events into our lives and into the lives of our friends. So you may, you know, I was talking to someone here uh, at the retreat, you know, where the board members are, all, you know, we all know each other. And I hadn't, I don't see her that much, but we got into this really deep conversation about life and process and, you know, where we are. You know, but, you know, sometimes it's a little bit, it's a little bit, it's a sad thing, but it actually is a good thing. So because of the separating energy and because the nodes are now in Cancer Capricorn, it can be family energy separating or family energy coming to an understanding, right? And so just kind of honor the ancestors uh, and honor what it is you want to grow in your life. So on to the rest of the weekly weather, and hopefully this reception is good. I've got good bars on my phone, so I'm hoping, keeping my fingers crossed. Okay, so this week the sun goes from 22 cap to zero, almost one degree Aquarius. Um, And so we're finishing up the Capricorn decant, which is the decant of fixing things, the Capricorn Virgo decant, 666. A lot of aspects with the nodes of fate this week Um, uh, because the eclipses are happening, right? So now even though we're in orb, they don't actually, you know, they can happen any time. So the sun goes into the south node this week. On the 16th, which is Tuesday, I believe, the Wednesday, yeah, Wednesday, around 11.54 p.m. That's a faded event time, okay? Sun-south node, sun-south node. South nodes usually are releasing. It's Capricorn sun. Uh, So watch for something important to change, disappear, shift. There's a pattern seeing that's going to happen at 3.15 in the afternoon on the 17th, on the 15th, where you see something you hadn't seen before. And then we enter a little creative patch, the 17th and 18th, where the sun in Cap is going, okay, all right, now that we've had that encounter with the nodes of destiny, and if you meet somebody on January 16th, you know, make sure to get their business card. They're probably going to be important to you. Um, and then, as I mentioned, the back half of the week is kind of for <clears throat> letting things go with the sun squaring Uranus on the 18th and then aspecting Neptune, which can be a little bit of a sad energy. Then the sun goes into Aquarius at 3.59 a.m. on the 20th with the, (coughs) excuse me, with the semi-square to uh, Jupiter, which is a little bit of a stress energy uh, at the end of the week on the 20th. So it's it's a nice week for the most part for the beginning with a little bit of emotional uh, separation or desire to leave things behind on the 18th and 19th, which is, um, of course, the, the once we get into that Cancer, uh, get out of that Gemini moon where we have a realization and into the Cancer moon and we go, this isn't making me feel so good. Um, okay, Mercury runs 
from 12 degrees of cap to 26 cap. Now, he's catching up to the sun, which he does next week. But this week, he has firm and serious words about his dreams and what direction he wants to head at in the beginning of it. And here we are in, uh, San, in San, Sedona planning the OPA vision of where we're heading. Um, it has a quintile to uh, Chiron, um, and that often brings up a, a, a deeper understanding of how words can wound. So you want to think about the words that people say to you or words that people use that maybe hurt your feelings. That's going to be on the 15th. Mercury hits Pluto on the 18th. Here we go. This is the beginning of the story. So it comes, Mercury's coming in the 10th house on Pluto, and he's saying, uh, in the 10th house, the world chart, they're both in Capricorn. He's saying to Pluto, well, is this what you want? Remember, Mercury's the only god that could visit the underworld. So he and Pluto are buds. And when he and Pluto get together, um, Pluto usually has something deep to say to Mercury. And Mercury often, you know, he's the guy that brings the souls down to the underworld. So when they meet up, which they're meeting up this week, then Mercury's meeting Saturn too. Now remember, these are also that earlier eclipse that we had when when the sun and the moon were trapped between Saturn and Pluto, and then now the sun is going into the nodes of fate. So this is also going to take you back a week and trigger that eclipse. These are This Capricorn eclipse is a big one, the one we had last week. So it gets triggered again on the 18th. And as it comes out of there, Mercury's going to square Eris, which is the, really, you're doing this again energy? <laughs> you know? Eris, the goddess of discord, you know, she does not suffer fools well or what she thinks is foolish, I guess is a better way to say it. You might think it's perfectly reasonable. Um, but the Mercury square Eris gives us a bit of a contentious energy around words or around how to proceed. And then it trines Juno, and it says, you know, you can work with this. This is workable energy. Juno's in Taurus. Juno wants to make things move forward. You can totally work this energy, but you may have to take a slightly new strategy to it. Venus, of course, is in Sag, where she's a happy gal, and she's running from 6 uh, Sagittarius to 14 Sagittarius. She does have some stressful aspects this week because um, she's trying to catch up to Capricorn, Sun, and Mercury, and she's going fast. And she also is uh, meeting up with the nodes of fate in a stressful manner on the 18th. You hear the day pile up on the 18th? And I know I go through these planet by planet, <coughs> But you keep hearing the same day over and over again. You go, ooh, that 18th. Okay, so what's going to happen on the 18th is Venus is going to be in a hard aspect to the nodes of fate. So she's going to be asking, you know, how do you want to proceed and what do you want to do about this situation? And she also has a sesquiquadra to Eris, which is kind of like Eris calls her up and says, you know, Venus, you know what's been going on. So watch for that phone call. You know, when someone calls you and says, you know what's been going on, that's going to happen today, tomorrow, okay? You know what's been going on? And you're going to go, really? That's what's been going on? I didn't realize that. How do I want to handle it? Venus has a semi-square with Athena. She may not have a clear vision of how to handle it. And that's okay. You know, a lot of times with these energies, we have to recognize that what they want to give us is a, a process for us to change our behavior or to look at our behavior in a new way. So Venus and Sag is going to say to you, okay, so what's your vision? Don't go tell me, you know, like, let's talk about the vision. What is that? 
and you have to kind of, yeah, what is my role in the vision here? Or what is my vision of this situation? And a lot of times when we're in contentious energies with folks, which of course eclipses tend to bring up, it's a situation that's been going on for a while. It's not new. Just you're suddenly really aware of it, you know. So when the contentious energy comes up, looking at it and going, okay, well, I can argue about this or I can figure out a strategy about how I want to handle it. What's my vision of the relationship I want to hold? Let's focus on that rather than this little power struggle that you and I are having or this little disagreement or this big disagreement. What's the vision? Where do I want to hold it, right? And so with Venus and Sag, it's going to push us to look at this in a new way. And because she has a semi uh, square to Athena, she's not going to have a clear vision of what she wants to do, but she does know she has to get out of Dodge because she trines Mars on the 18th. And she's going to say, you know, I don't really <clears throat> got the I got the phone call from Eris trying to stir up trouble, and it did. Now that it's stirred up trouble, what's my vision? It's this. Okay, how am I getting there? This is how I'm going there. Uh, Venus is also sorry, semi-square Saturn. So there's a little opportunity for something to kind of come out of the blue that she didn't anticipate. And that's not going to be pleasant, but it happens on the 20th. And then once it happens, it's kind of an aha moment where everybody goes, oh, okay, got it. And then Venus squares Neptune, right, on the 20th. And she at that point says, got it. Now remember, Jupiter and Neptune are in a square all year. So all this hard energy that's floating around us that says, okay, you know, what's going? So everybody, let's go back to the people that are not working. They're getting an opportunity to sit and look at their lives and say, okay, now what do I want to change? One of the women here was in the, in the fires in Chico where all the houses in her neighborhood burned down. All those people have no homes anymore. One of the other women here, her ex-husband was in something that burned down. So he's going off to new lands. Uh, other people are staying, they're going to rebuild, but they have to detox the land from all the chemicals and all the stuff that got sprayed. So it's like, well, what's your vision? Do you want to stay and rebuild? Do you want to go somewhere else? You know, what is it you want to do? And uh, we have this energy of really about focusing our vision. So Venus is really going to ask you, what's your vision? And um, you're going to have maybe a new one or a different one on the 20th, or you're going to get some new different ideas. Mars this week is in Aries. He goes from eight Aries, whoops, page turn, eight Aries to 14 Aries. And he's having a fight with Saturn on the 21st. He's having an argument with the feminine principles on the 20th. And kind of a crabby mood old Mars is. And, of course, he's in, he's in Aries, so he's cardinal, so he's moving fast. He does have a biquintile, which is or quintile rather, with the south node of what he doesn't want to hang on to anymore on the 13th, and he's also contraparallel Athena, meaning he's not really in the mood to strategize. <laughs> he's in the mood for action, so we have to kind of go Mars, Mars. Get be a little more strategic here, and you go ah, strategic is blowing it up. And it's like no, there's actually other ways to get what you want. Let's talk about it. Uh, that that advice specifically goes out to anybody working in the government listening. Okay, then this week that we have the first of the squares of Jupiter square Neptune um, at uh, 14 Pisces. And so Jupiter's in Sag, and it's squaring Neptune in Pisces, which is, again, 
you know, when it gets hard, I want you to think about the dream. What's the vision you're working towards? That's what you hold to help you get there. When I uh, we had the World Trade Center, I had a friend who got caught in it. And she'd been looking at property out west on Walnut Creek Road. And she was in the world, she was in the second tower. And she was watching the, you know, the people jump out of the building and the fires. And the guy came on and said, you're perfectly safe. Stay where you are. Stay where you are. And she was like, oh, wait. And it woke her up. And she went, I am not safe here. And she went out the building and, of course, escaped with her life. But as she walked down all those stairs from the 67th floor, I think she was on, down to the ground floor. And then all the subways were such she walked home. She kept going Walnut Grove. I'm thinking of Walnut Grove. I'm thinking of Walnut Grove. And man, within six months, she was out of here, out of New York, in Walnut Grove. So it's about holding the vision that helps you. Jupiter is also a parallel to Pluto, giving her a powerful vision. And Chiron is uh, trying to series. And that happens on the 21st, too, saying, okay, from this, what is it you wish to create? And series also... Series also is active with the nodes of fate in the early part of the week asking you what you want to create. So maybe you want to create something that's at slight odds with what other people want, but that's okay. You know, what's your vision? Now, there's a few seats left for Tuscany. Um, So sign up May 9th through the 15th. It's going to be a fun workshop. I'm going to send out uh, some more information on Facebook this week about what's, what's available. And it looks like my baby sister might be coming, so you'll meet another Ortley. Uh, coming, she and her husband are stationed in Germany. So she made noise this week. Like clearly, fam- she's feeling very family lately. Um, thinking, well, maybe I'll come and visit. And I'm like, that would be great. So you might get to meet the baby sis if you come. She's a lot of fun. She's a Gemini and hysterical. I mean, she's just hysterical. Ivan. Um, and we encourage you to, uh, you know, just take advantage of this eclipse energy and really work with it. There's a lot of stuff on my website. Sign up for it. Um, look at it. Mull it over. Think about it. I'm doing a workshop in Canada. We just got a finalizing email from uh, the Canadian sponsors in June up in Toronto. Uh, Mapping Your Life workshop, which is great fun. And we'll have a good time. So here's to astrology, helping you guide your life and helping you keep on your path and helping you keep your head about you when others are losing theirs this week during the eclipses. So take care. This is Anne. Hopefully this was good audio. I had good bars. You never can tell with a cell phone, though. Uh, Take care, and I will talk to you all next week. Bye-bye.